Who's got beef? We got beef. Welcome to Got Beef, the podcast that cuts deep in the personal and celebrity beefs, fights, and feuds. My name is Frank, and with me as always are Mo. Hey! And Jane. Sup? You can find Mo on Twitter as at MoBrant underscore, on Instagram as at MoBreeLove underscore, and on Facebook as a moderator of the Harry Potter fan group Mischief Managed 18 Plus. You can find Jane on Instagram as Jane underscore Wingrove, and that's about it. I have a Facebook. He didn't give. Do you, do you want people to know your private Facebook? Well, I mean, sure. Why not? All right, go find Jane. <laughs> at, Jane <laughs> at Jane Wingrove. At Jane Wingrove. You're not gonna find me because I'm private. So, like, nobody can find you at all. No, they can, but you just send me a friend request, and I'd be like, I don't know who you are, so denied. You got this shit locked up like you're a teacher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You ever try and go to like teachers' Facebooks mm-hmm. and there's just nothing on there? <laughs> you can't see anything? You can only see when they update their profile picture? Yeah. That's my Facebook. Mm-hmm. You got the old lady Facebook. That's fine. <laughs> it's so employers can't find me. It's uh, it's mine now because some creepy guy from Afghanistan is commenting on my pictures. And I didn't realize that um, anybody could comment on my profile pictures. So he was commenting on them, and since we weren't friends, I wasn't getting notifications. And he was just beautiful, beautiful. Send me a message. Send me a friend request. Beautiful. Like 10 times. I guess I can come clean now. <laughs> it, it was you. It, it was me. Frankie's trying to cheat on you with me. Uh, it was happens. all a joke. That's just mean. <laughs> it's not mean anyways. The fact that I had you fearing for your life as a creepy Afghanistani. Well, remember, I had a guy like... So we work at work with a group of people who do our order you do entry. Work at work. Yeah, sorry. At work, we have a group of people who who work with us and do our order entry, and they're located in India. And so a guy messaged me who had the same name as one of those guys. So I literally thought that it was one of our team members from from overseas, and it wasn't. It wasn't him. I don't think you ever told me that. <laughs> yeah. part. The fact that it, it wasn't, wasn't him. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't him. Yeah, we, we didn't know that. No, oh. yeah, you never revealed that oh, part. Well, I guess I should say I don't know that it wasn't him. I just assumed it wasn't him by his behavior. Was it? Did his name start with a, a D? Don't don't do that. I don't, yeah, yeah, that was him because he did the same to me and to block him. Did he? Yeah, he was just creepy. Well, see, I thought he doesn't was, work there anymore, so it doesn't matter. Well, I thought it was weird because he kept trying to like call me, which if it mm-hmm. was the person who we worked with they would have been at work and not able to do that so i don't know uh, he did this it was the same person that did the same to me i think like their facebook profile got stolen or something i don't know anyway <clears throat> you can find me on twitter and instagram <laughs> at, oh i thought you were done with that <laughs> at frankie big 78 across all platforms which you need to get on that shit no fuck got, you like, 50 different usernames i have two I was also, like, what, do you not want people on Twitter to know that you're married now and it's taken? It's literally in my bio, but I don't know how to change my Twitter handle. So. It's like the easiest one to change. So, actually, Instagram is super easy. You literally go edit profile, and it's right there. Oh, I didn't know. I, I don't think so, but okay. No. I don't think so. <laughs> the science and facts. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Um, so, here we are. Episode 27. We are still in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, there's, I think, I think it's finally getting to me a little bit. Um, I found myself, well, A, I haven't been on my medication since like the first week of quarantine. So I think it's like all out of my system at this point. So that coupled with the fact that, um, I listened to the end of Hamilton. Oh, no. For the first time in a very long time, uh, I was just in my car, just choking out the lyrics to Who Live, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. Okay, but that's... tears streaming down my face. (laughs) That's me on medication, so I can't really... Yeah. And... uh, But that's kind of the bad part. Well, and also, we've been watching uh, John Krasinski's Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube show, Some Good News. Yeah. And every time... We just, Jane and I are just sitting there, tea, tears welling up. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, you know, I think it's getting me to me too because um, every morning, and this is super dumb, but every morning when I wake up, because Brian gets up before I do, I go into his room and I give him a good morning kiss, and, like on the cheek, and I tell him good morning, and I didn't do it this morning because I didn't feel good. My stomach was upset. Mm-hmm. And he walks out and he goes, so what? You're just not going to come say good morning to me? So then I was like, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go do it in a little bit and I'll surprise him. And I walked in and he looked at me and goes, no, I told you it was too late. And like, he was obviously joking, but I looked at him and I started crying. I was like, you didn't have to be so mean. That would be you regardless. No. Yeah. yeah. It's not that bad. You cry. I'm crying nearly as much as you. And that's how I know it's a problem. Okay. First of all, I don't cry that much. That's not fair though. Cause this week's SGN was, was a tearjerker. It was, but, and also coupled with the Hamilton thing. And I mean, I don't know if quarantine is really actually getting to me. But. I think it. I think it's getting to everyone because um, even I've felt like I don't. I don't suffer the way that the two of you do. As like yeah. I don't. I don't feel the need to be medicated every day and things like that. I do have like some anxiety issues, but I usually can work through them. Mm-hmm. Um, even I've felt just not right. Like not. I'm not particularly sad. I'm not particularly angry. I'm just. Just something's not right. And I know it's yeah. because, like, part of it's because you're sitting at home and, like, your only solace is, like, shitty foods. <laughs> and I eat shitty food because it makes me feel happy for, like, you know, 30 seconds. Mm. And I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not working out, which, you know, is a good release of endorphins and makes you feel better. And, right. you know, if Ohio weather would, you know, cooperate and I could go outside. Because when quarantine first started, I did go on walks. Because it was like 70 degrees in March, but, you know, April and May has been cold, cold mm-hmm. and snowy. I think it is getting to everybody. Even, you know, I was even just thinking one of the girls who we work with just messaged us and um, she's just been messaging us more frequently talking about like her kid and things like that. And she's just not a she's not somebody who texts after work a lot or, or talks about her personal life that much unless you like bring it up. So and yeah. she's even reaching out more. So I think it's just getting to everybody. It is. I thought that I would want to talk to people more during the lockdown and i found it's i don't necessarily not want to talk to people but i i find it very trying to unless somebody talks to me first like it takes a lot in me to click on their thread and initiate a conversation honestly though how much of that is you not being on your medication well here's the thing (laughs) uh I don't like I understand a hundred percent that being on meds med talk everyone we're all on meds we're a medicated generation so we can all relate to this we all have anxiety and depression um it takes the edge off it does like I find myself with a lot fewer pangs of anxiety and I find that I can keep my concentration a lot more on them the downside is that it takes the edge off of everything. So, if anything, during this time, I feel so much more than I have in a very long time. The highs and the lows. And for the most part, because I recognize when I'm having these moments Mm -hmm. and I recognize how I cope with them, I can work myself through them pretty well. So, it actually hasn't been that bad. Not to say that I don't need to go back on some kind of medication, but I think that when we all get out of this, I'm going to change it to a point. Like, I need a new psychiatrist and everything. But it's actually been kind of nice that, you know, yeah. Do I cry more? Yeah. Should I probably have been crying more this whole time? Probably also. Yeah. 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 I... Have you? Did you guys watch the Disney sing along? Yeah, yeah. I bawled like a baby back. I teared up, bitch, during the Coco song. I've never seen Coco because it. I knew one that it would it would hurt in general, hmm. but it came to Disney Plus right after my grandma had passed away, hmm. and or we had signed up for Disney Plus and it was on there, and that's when I really wanted to watch it because I'm paying for the streaming service. But then I heard "Remember Me." And I lost it. Like, I looked at Brian and I was like, I said I wouldn't cry today, but I lied. <laughs> and I started crying during during Baby of Mine from Dumbo because Dumbo was just sad. No, I couldn't. I couldn't cry because I was creepy. I, what'd she do yeah. to that dog? Oh, I know. That, that dog looked fake. 
But that the was song an animatronic. Is so that was a Disney animatronic. They shipped to her and said, "This is your dog, bitch, mm-hmm. for this live show." Poor little dog. But the bright side is that it sounds like it's all coming to an end. Quarantine, that is not everything. No, like uh, not the world. <laughs> yeah, just don't kill yourself. <laughs> don't kill yourself. Uh. One of the downsides to that is the fact that then we just don't have an excuse anymore to be sad and think that everything sucks. Because then we can go back to normal and then we but don't have anything to blame it on anymore. Here's the thing. Normalcy also sucks real bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at least we all have one thing right now that we can point to and go, everything's bad because of this. And there's some solace in that. Once you take away the obvious bad thing, then you have to look at your life and go, oh, shit, there's other things. But that's what I do. I just look in the mirror and say everything's bad because of this. So. And you also need to be on your meds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, working on it. Does everyone, anyone have any beef this week? Yes. I changed it up. I do have a beef. Oh, oh. well. Go for it. Okay. Um, my beef is with Rebel Wilson for um, the way that she sang Poor Unfortunate Souls. I did not like it. You had a problem with that? I did not like it at all. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I didn't like it. I I don't really like Rebel Wilson either. Well, so. there's your first problem. Um, I think that she tries too hard to be funny, and I just don't like a lot of her jokes. But I can tolerate her. Like, in Pitch Perfect, she's fine. But and I want to see that date night or the rom com movie mm-hmm. because I, I want to stare at shirtless Chris Hemsworth. But I just Chris or Liam? Oh, is it Liam in it? Yeah, the one that's like a spoof on yeah. rom coms. Yeah, that's Chris. Liam. Oh, I thought it was Chris. Yeah, oh, I did like, want to see that too. I'd like to stare at him shirtless. It doesn't matter. But I don't know. I just I just don't like the way that she sang it. I think it's difficult in that situation because she is a singer, but she's definitely in no way a Broadway singer or a professional. I mean, like, she sings in Pitch Perfect. That's the extent of her singing career. They should have just had Queen Latifah sing it again. Well, maybe Queen Latifah didn't want to. Well, I think it was supposed to be fun. I think it was supposed to be a more lighthearted take than an actual uh, rendition of the song. But, I mean, I, I think, if anything, she is more of a theatrical singer mm-hmm. in the sense that she probably played because of her appearance probably played mostly character actors like side character like mm-hmm. the the comic reliefs and stuff and generally they she don't get that girl yeah they don't get to sing that pretty so that's probably the way that she was singing it yeah i just didn't like it, it wasn't my cup of tea that's okay you can be wrong i also didn't like the way that one girl sang let it go in the first one let it go in the first they had the girl from glee oh you just don't like when people sing other people's songs. That's no, what I've decided right no. now. No. Because she nailed it. I did not. I didn't like it. Did you like Halsey singing? Yeah. But that was totally different. It was totally different. But I didn't mind it as much as I didn't like Poor Unfortunate Souls. But that's one of my favorite songs in A Little Mermaid, too. So That's like the song in Little Mermaid. That's like the best. Well, duh. It should be everybody's favorite. Right. Okay. I'm trying to think what I didn't. The the only one I really had a huge beef with was Katy Perry. That was creepy. I didn't like that. I mean, singing wise, she sounded good. She did. She sounded the best that I think she sounded in a long time. I was, but it was just weird. Yeah. I I don't understand why she had to be in a blow up elephant suit. Like that song is very sentimental and very sad it was very and distracting. somber. But her sitting there in an elephant suit holding her puppy, it was weird. I just I wonder when well no it had to have been after the first one like i wonder when they recorded that as opposed as opposed to when she announced that she was pregnant which maybe she was trying to hide the fact that she was pregnant at the moment by wearing the costume but then also that feels like a very personal song choice to choose when you are pregnant right yeah that's also i think a thing that factored that into it is like she just announced that she was well not just but she announced that she was having a baby, mm-hmm. and you'd feel like that song would probably hold a little bit more in her heart than wearing a weird. But maybe that's how just how she is. Also, I don't know. like put a pillow in front of your stomach, or just shoot it from, from the, the chest, chest up, up. <laughs> like what Kelly Clarkson did. Yeah, 
Also, Christina Aguilera, she didn't do horrible. I just, I felt weird with her singing. I don't know why. I've never heard the original, so I just, I don't know if I liked her version without hearing the original. Wait, wasn't the original in the movie? Yeah. Is she in the movie? Well, no. I mean, the original song. Didn't you say you watched the movie? I haven't watched Coco. Oh. I've never watched Coco, I said. Oh. That's the thing. I don't know if she's in the movie or not. And I haven't heard the original version of it, like the person that sings it originally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, she's one of those ones that is super theatrical when she sings. So I'm just, I like Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. Cool. That was Disney sing-along talk. <laughs> this is our review. Hope you all enjoyed it. Do more of it, Disney, please. I like that a lot. I mean, I would like more. Jane. Um... I don't want to share my beef. That's my actual beef because I said it's too political. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. So my beef that we're going to talk about is going to be with, and God, I sound like such a bitch. It's okay. It's quarantine. You're allowed. I'm, I'm upset with like DoorDash and Arby's <laughs> and shit for messing up our orders. We did have a very rough week of carryout. We did. And you know what? Honestly, that's my beef is not that the orders get messed up because orders get messed up all the time. My beef is that the only thing that they offer you is like, here's your money back. So if they forget something or something's wrong and you absolutely wouldn't eat it, you're just like screwed unless you order again. And yeah. then you've got to pay, you know, the delivery charge again and all of that good stuff. And that's fine. But then you're also waiting another hour mm-hmm. while your partner, whoever you're eating with is... Their food's getting cold. Yeah, their food's getting cold, or they've already eaten, and then you're eating alone. So, my beef is that they don't just go back and make it right. That's what they should do. Well, and and then on top of that, the restaurant takes no responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. The restaurant's like, well, that's on DoorDash. So, then you have to talk to DoorDash, and you can't talk to a person at DoorDash. You have to email them, mm-hmm. and then wait for them to respond to you. And meanwhile, if you immediately notice that your food is wrong... You can't look at the driver and be like, hey, my food's wrong, because there's nothing they can do. There's not. And it's really not DoorDash's fault, which is why I think it's weird that DoorDash provides the credit, unless for some reason, like, then they go back to the restaurant. I don't know. They do. Uh, but, they do. Yeah. So it does. It does suck. Especially when they forget your entire order and only bring you your husband's food. Well, like, we ordered... Well, and even still, like, we ordered that pepperoni... Cheeser, cheeser, whatever pizza from. We've been spellbound by the new commercials for Little Caesars, and I want to try that cheeser, cheeser pepperoni pizza because it looks amazing, at the very least by Little Caesar standards. I mean, he got a cheeser pizza. It was just, just cheese, cheese, though. It was like just a none of the fancy cheese, cheese none of the seasonings, no pepperoni, just a plain ass cheese pizza. I I just think that it might just be Little Caesars because like I've ordered just like plain regular cheese pizzas from mm-hmm. there because I don't like pepperonis. Mm. Well, I've ordered it like that before and then one time Brian and I went, Brian ordered his food and I said, "I just want a plain cheese pizza." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Okay, well that'll be $7." And I was like, "No, no, no. Cheese pizzas are $5." And they're like, "No, you have to get the extra most bestest." And I was like, I don't want extra cheese. I just want cheese. Just Little Caesars doesn't know how to make food. I think I did get the extra most bestest cheese, but there's like nothing to it. It's there's nothing. There's no, that doesn't even seem like extra cheese. See, if you go pick it up though, and it's hot and it's like really fresh, it's really good. Like you can't. That's not pizza you can eat the next day. He doesn't eat cheese pizza. Like no. he'd rather. I think he'd rather not eat pizza than eat cheese pizza. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It just. <laughs> it was like, I I grabbed something that I knew would take up space in my stomach and just consumed it. And that's all cheese pizza is to me. There's no enjoyment to cheese pizza. Oh, cheese pizza is really the only way that I like pizza. I I think the best one was the Chipotle debacle, though. <laughs> oh my god, uh, those oh, yeah. bitches! So we got a coupon for Just buy kidding. one. We love you, Chipotle we, sponsors. We do. Um, so we got a uh, coupon for buy one get one free, like burrito bowl or or main entree, basically, mm-hmm. and um. So we ordered it and we ordered it for delivery because we're working from home and I didn't have time for lunch that day. So I got it delivered and the delivery comes and I was like, man, this bag's awfully light. 
and we open it. So I had ordered a burrito bowl and he had ordered a burrito. Yep. And we open it and it's one singular cheese and chicken quesadilla, which <laughs> side note was delicious. If you haven't had a quesadilla from Chipotle, you should get one. It was good. It was a bummer because we wasted the coupon and we got a lot less food than what we paid for. But yeah, I was actually like, <laughs> if they had given us more quesadilla, that would have been perfect because right. it you was such like, a good quesadilla. You know what, Chipotle? It's a wash. I'm yeah. good with it. Well, to Chipotle's credit, they did. So DoorDash refunded us the money. Mm. Um, So that was fine. But I went back to Chipotle and I was like, I... I really just don't want to lose my coupon. Can you give it back? <laughs> and so they were Please, like, well, sir, can I have another coupon? They were like, well, we can't give that back. But here's a coupon for two burrito bowl or two burrito bowls or main entrees, a chips and queso and two drinks. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> That's way so, better than what it was before. Thank you. So we not only got a free quesadilla, but we also got basically another full free dinner right. from Chipotle. So. All in all, it wasn't the worst. It's just, you know, we had half a quesadilla for lunch that day, which was not very filling. So For me. Uh, for, for other people, maybe. No, no, it wasn't for me either. Um, I really hope that people find us charming because this has been a lot of my food that I, I ordered from someone else. <laughs> to be fair, I started off by saying I sound like such a bitch and I'm aware of that. I am at least self-aware. Well, I'm also going to sound like a bitch of mine <laughs> because my beef this week is with, it's more so with the people that wrote the article, but Complex put out, put out an article this week. The headline and really the entire basis of the article is the fact that Billie Eilish wrote one entire song during quarantine. Cool. Like, within a month, wrote an entire song. Mm -hmm. People do that in minutes. And that's the thing, is there's no context for it. They're not like, oh, for her, this is a really short amount of time. Or they don't say that. So it's just like, out of context, it's not that big of a deal. And so there are people that are, they're fighting on, the, they're fighting on Twitter because... Other people are like, yeah, Dolly Parton wrote, like, Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the same night. Mm -hmm, right. And other people are like, well, you shouldn't compare people. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But also, this is a really shitty article. Like, Yeah, that's kind of Complex's fault. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, to Jane it won't be, but I mean, to other people, it could be the best song of Billie Eilish that they've ever heard. But I think it's fair to compare that with, like, Jolene and I Will Always Love You because... Those are two very iconic songs that came out so long ago, and we still sing them to this day. Yeah. She wrote them in the same night. Right. That's what I'm saying. Without context, We're you allow- We're stands on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> you allow us to create what context that means. Right. And so I'm going to put that in the scope of all of music. <laughs> that, yeah, it's not impressive. Yeah, sometimes it takes people an entire year to write one song. For other people, it takes one night. So, it taking her a month to write a song? Who right. gives a shit? Right. So, I, I guess that I totally, I, I mean, I totally understand that because give us some sort of, like, time frame. How long did it take her to write Ocean Eyes or one of her other That's, big hits? It doesn't, like, I read the article. Right. It doesn't go into it. I know what you're talking about. It's horrible. Like, there's not, she doesn't at one point say, yeah, it usually takes me this long to write a song. And she's like, no. I just wrote a song. And that's what the entire article's about. And I was just like, I don't understand how you can get so defensive or get so angry over the fact that other people don't quite get it when it's a stupid article to begin with. Billie Eilish stands are just as bad as K-pop fans. That's true. It's that's bad. What I was I'm surprised there were no fan cams associated with their uh, replies. That's so bad. I, the only thing I can think is that some a lot of her music is like, I don't want to say techno-y, but that's the only word that's coming to mind, but it's a lot of electronic instruments, a lot of electronic beats in the background. And so if they're talking writing in the sense that she didn't just write the song, if they're talking writing as in she wrote and produced and made all the background tracks and the vocal tracks and all of that, then I suppose a month is 
I mean, for some people it is, but then in other times it isn't. I mean, you, I've heard so many stories about some of the most famous songs ever that they needed one more song for an album and they only had the studio for like another seven hours or something. So they wrote and produced that song and it was like the best hit on the album. Right. True. Like it. (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne's new album was recorded in like a weekend. See? And so. and he has Parkinson's, so he's moving slow these days. Or really fast, depending Stop. on how you look at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I had major beef with the reception of the article. That's about it. All right, I got a... You did the major beef, didn't you? I did. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> I did it silently. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah, but you two both Major did beef. something. You both <laughs> gestured. So yeah, of course I'm going to notice that. You didn't have to say anything, though. Doesn't mean you have to mention it. He was it. distracted. He lost his train of thought. Yeah. Yes, I did the major beef, as in how I met your mother. You know, when major you say beef? major this or yeah. Much old foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. All right, let's talk about their beef. No. I guess we don't have to. <laughs> I want to get up to the part what we were foreshadowing about. So, first, their beef this week. Chrissy Teigen versus Allison Roman. During an interview for New Consumer Newsletter, New York Times columnist and cookbook author Allison Ronan, Roman name-dropped a couple of celebrities while answering a question about the line between consumerism and pollution. On Chrissy Teigen, she said, and I quote, she had a successful cookbook, and then it was like, boom, line at Target. Boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers, where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me. And it's not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But like, who's laughing now? Because she's making a fuck ton of money. On Marie Kondo... She said, I like the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame and make stuff that you can buy, that is completely antithetical to everything she's ever taught you. I'm like, damn, bitch, you fucking just sold out immediately. Well, Chrissy Teigen tweeted out after the interview was released, it has been crappy to deal with this all day, but I couldn't not say, couldn't not say something. I know the actual tears I put into the work I do, and it's really hard to see someone try to completely invalidate it. Someone I really liked. Roman then responded to the backlash on her Twitter, saying, I want to clarify I am not coming for anyone who's successful, especially not women. I was trying to clarify that my business model does not include a product line, which work very well for some, but I don't see working for me. Directly to Tegan, Roman said, Hi, Christy Tegan. I sent an email, but also wanted to say here that I'm genuinely sorry I caused you pain with what I said. I shouldn't have used you slash your business or Marie's as an example to show what I wanted for my own career. It was flippant, careless, and I am so sorry. Being a woman who takes down other women is absolutely not my thing and don't think it's yours either. I obviously failed to communicate that. I hope we can meet one day. I think we'd probably get along. So, there's a lot. But, in Chrissy Teigen versus Marie Kondo, or (laughs) versus Allison Roman, (laughs) uh, I mean, I guess you could use Marie Kondo as well. She didn't really, as far as I know, she didn't say anything. But, uh, at least Chrissy Teigen versus Allison Roman, who do we side with? Chrissy Teigen. Because, I mean, she didn't do anything that anyone else hasn't done. She literally made a cookbook and there was no way of telling how well it would have done or how bad it would have done. She just did something that she enjoyed doing and she made money off of it. That's the dream. There's no reason to tear her down for doing something that she genuinely enjoys and making money on it. So you take it as she was tearing her down? Oh, yeah, totally. And I think that once she got called out on her shit, she tried to backpedal and it didn't work. Hmm. Jane. I don't know. (laughs) I, I don't know that I can take a stance on this one because I don't know that she was actually trying to tear somebody down because there are 
few more follow-ups and a very a much longer and much more heartfelt apology that she put out as well um that then Chrissy Teigen then replied to and said you know what I've been there I've been the girl who shot off my mouth and I had to learn not to I, that I can't just say whatever the fuck I want which is basically what I mean, that's almost verbatim what she said I can't say you can't just say whatever the fuck you want mm. so um it's hard for me to say that she was at fault or or purposely tore Chrissy or Marie down because it did sound very flippant. It did sound like, especially at the end, she was like, you know, well, look who's laughing now because you're going all the way to the bank. And you know what I mean? So it almost sounds like, look at me here with my morals and who's really the idiot because she's making all this money. So I, I, I don't know that I can take a stance on this one. I mean, if I really had to, obviously, you know, Chrissy Teigen's just doing what she loves to do and who wouldn't make a cook line or cookware line or who wouldn't I mean, Chrissy Teigen probably already had that many followers on Instagram to begin with, so I don't know why that's such a big deal. But true, um, I guess if I, if you put a gun to my head, I'd have to say Chrissy Teigen. But I think there's, I, I think there's more to this than just somebody tearing somebody down. I think it literally was a comment that probably shouldn't have been made, but wasn't made maliciously. Well, metaphorically, I'm putting a gun to your head for the sake of the podcast. So Chrissy Teigen is your vote. Uh- <laughs> put a metaphorical gun to your therapist's head. From couples retreat that'll go on the off mic mentions don't worry i had to say it cool uh my vote is also chrissy Teigen. like listen she may not have meant it as maliciously as it came off in her interview but when you have two very specific examples set ready to go like that when especially when you're answering a question about people that make things for the sake of consumerism or it actually more like pollution and so you're essentially calling those two people pollutants Mm -hmm. in the era that you also work in it's kind of shitty and also if you truly aren't one to tear down other women as well why did you specifically name two women you could have named anyone or you could have not named any names in general yep and when it saved you a whole lot of trouble now this is also aside from the complete shit shit storm that came at Chrissy Teigen after this whole thing, which caused her to lock down her account. So, uh, all of that aside, I also am going with Chrissy Teigen. That's fair. I I don't hate this Allison lady, but you fucked up. I don't even know who she is. Uh, She is a New York columnist and cookbook author. I don't know what she specializes in at all. But she is those things, apparently. And also the fact that uh, apparently she was going to get her own show. And Chrissy Teigen signed on to executive produce that show. (laughs) Before all of this happened. (laughs) (laughs) So when did this happen? Uh, This happened end of last week. uh, Within the last week or so. Gotcha. But like I said, it's hard to read the entire thing because her tweets are now protected. So um, I just looked. They're back open. Oh, are they? She reopened them. Cool. That has no bearing on here at this point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, Chris Teigen, we are in your corner. Always. Uh, the final story for this week. We are looking at Takashi 6 9 versus Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Reading this article (laughs) made my head hurt. So, a few days ago, rapper Takashi69. Am I saying that right? I think so. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. You're the young hip one. Yeah. Okay, first of all, no. I mean, I'm young. Er, but. I mean, technically, according to the way that he says it, it's (laughs) Takashi6699. But I'm going to go with Takashi69. Well, yeah, there's a rapper. His name is supposed to be Black, but it's literally the number six, Lack. So Brian and I always call him Sick Lack. Six Lack. Six Lack. A few days ago, rapper Takashi69 went live on Instagram to discuss his new track, Gooba. Wait, is is he out of jail? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Did you not read the article, man? God damn. No, I like to come in with an unbiased opinion. (laughs) Okay. Without reading. Uh, 
and uh, releases new track Gooba and also touched upon his alleged snitching to the FBI about his former gang, the Nine Trey Gangsta Blood Crew. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah. According to page6.com, 6ix9ine said, and I quote, I want to apologize to my fans because you know what? It wasn't worth it. If there is a street code and there's something called no loyalty and snitching and all that, I get it. But where was the loyalty when you were sleeping with my baby mother? And he actually said baby mother, which I thought was weird. <laughs> uh, where was the loyalty when you were caught on the wiretap trying to kill me? Where was the loyalty when you tried to kidnap my mother? Where was the loyalty when you stole millions of dollars? I get it. Don't fight fire with fire. I'm sorry, but what I what did I do wrong? Be loyal to fellas that was fucking my baby moms? Be loyal to fellas that kidnapped me? Beat the shit out of me on video and everything? I'm supposed to be loyal to that? You know what it is? You don't want to accept the fact that those is all true facts. Hmm. Now, whether intentional or not, shortly after the live stream ended, rapper Meek Mill posted an old freestyle of his denouncing snitches and the act of snitching onto his Instagram. 6 9 commented below Meek Mill's post saying, Imagine being this pressed. Nikki don't want you no more. Referring to Nicki Minaj. Did he say anything about Nicki Minaj in the video? No, he no. doesn't, but they were together. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that they were so together. That he's just, he was just taking a low blow, is yeah. all it was. So... Between Takashi69 and Meek Mill. God, this makes my brain hurt. Um, I'm gonna go with Meek Mill, I guess. Why? Because you think snitches get stitches? No, because I like his music more. <laughs> it, it feels wrong to even do it, so I'm just gonna go with someone whose music I enjoy more, I guess. Uh, okay. Alright. All right. I'm going Takashi69 or however the heck you say his name. Six mm. six nine nine. Six 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 nine nine. <gasps> oh, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even a Japanese accent. Oh, we didn't even say where it was. Oh, I knew what you guys were getting Ooh. at. His first name is Takashi. Uh, not his real first name. I'm just saying that's what his name is, though. Your wife is a racist. You're a racist. I think he's actually uh, Latino. He is. But. Anyway, I think he makes an excellent point. Why wouldn't you snitch on somebody who's trying to kill you, who's fucking your, oh. the mother of your... Or is that what we're... Ju- I thought we were basing it off of 6 9 just commenting on the video, not his snitching. I mean, just their beef in general, so their- whichever one gets you to that point. Oh, I just... I mean, I understand 6 9s reason for doing I'm it, just, I just... So I think they're both related, because... He makes an excellent point, and then Meek Mill calls him out for being a snitch. No, he snitched on people who didn't give a crap about him. He so didn't call well, him out for being a snitch. He just posted a video of him rapping about snitches. That's it. He didn't say anything about him. Well, it's unclear the intention of him posting the video. So he it just is convenient. Yeah, he just coincidentally timing. posted that video as this guy was just ending his Facebook live talking about snitching. Maybe he's an excellent businessman and was like, "Now this is my choice or my chance." And this video was like. Was relatively old, correct? I'm guessing so. So he had to go back in his, you know, catalogs and find this video to post it. Yeah, it was it was intentional. All right, so I guess I'm the deciding vote. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see the distaste on your face. I mean, there isn't a great answer to this one. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day. I guess I have to go with 6 9 as well. Gross. Uh, I mean, simply because of the fact that nobody, you didn't have to jump in on it. Yeah, nobody asked you. The dude's just given his side of his story, and if you don't like it, that's fine. If you do like it, that's also fine. But you didn't have to say anything. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it's all done. And honestly, none of these guys live by that code anymore like you are out of that life that that applies to anymore like you don't have you don't have to be rolling with you probably don't even talk to these people anymore so don't pretend like you're still beholden to this ancient code that you have to abide by street code 
You're living in a mansion in fucking L.A. having people clean your shit and prepare your meals and all of that. You're not hard anymore. Yeah. You know who would fight you on that? Who? Snoop Dogg. Okay, well, Snoop Dogg hangs out with Martha Stewart, so he can come yeah, at me. Yeah, Snoop is also isn't hard anymore. <laughs> yeah, he is. No. He went to jail for murder. If he was taxed with the task of writing another gin and juice, he couldn't do it. Because he, he don't live that life anymore. It would be called wheatgrass and, and protein shakes. Yeah. I love him. It doesn't matter. I always I mean, he's cool. I yeah. still like Snoop, but... <laughs> You're not intimidating anymore. No. Y- you lost that. Did factor. you guys did you guys see his post on Instagram? I don't know if you guys follow him. Yeah. He posted a picture. He said he said I got bored in quarantine and had some butt on my hands. He took weed and made a portrait of Seth Seth, Seth Rogan. And it was beautiful. And Seth Rogen commented, I was like, I love this man. <laughs> and I just love that they're friends. That makes my heart so happy. So shout outs to you, Chrissy Teigen and Takashi. 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 Takashi 69. Uh, got beef is in your corner. Yeah. Got beef in your corner. That's where we are. You know what else we've got? I guess. You know what else we've got? We've got some questionable beef. It's a little green. Mmm. Mmm. Delicious. Mm. All right. Oh, so, God, that grosses me out <laughs> so bad. I just wanted to be uh, a little lighthearted this week and talk about some fun debatable topics and so what is more fun and debatable than our most beloved sitcoms Mm -hmm. so i have posed the question to the group this week which is one of these sitcoms one of these beloved sitcoms has to go forever it's gone it doesn't exist anymore poof and the four four options are the office parks and rec friends or how I met your mother, and the question I asked was, which do you get rid of? Which do you get rid of, and why? <laughs> which one do you get rid of, and why? Which do you get rid of, and why? Marriage <laughs> <laughs> has no beginning, has no end. It's like a cycle, not a triangle. Okay. Triangle has edges. He went Princess Bride, and you went Chuck yeah. and Larry. I know. I went. I went both, but which the accent reminded me. Weird, because that's your favorite movie. Well. I went and you didn't even go with it. I did at first, wow. and then those parts. I came to have Cariel was on speed dial. Yeah, I'm he's gonna call really him disappointed and tell him. in you. That's fine. I'll just make it up to him later. I still love you, Carrie. Uh, and also, these shows. We're not saying that they're the best ones ever. They're just four of our particular favorites, so it makes it harder. I no, am they're the best ones ever. Stance in saying they are the best ones ever. I am not at me. For did, sitcoms? Did I say that right? Is yeah, that how the kids that, say it? Yeah. Okay, cool. But I mean, you really, it's kind of mostly for Twitter, which you don't even have a Twitter. I guess they get at you on Instagram a little they, bit. At, at me on Insta. I mean, you could on Facebook too, because to tag somebody, you have to put the at sign. Yeah, but if Jane's privacy settings are so that people can't tag her, then <laughs> that really doesn't do anything. But they can tag her in like, I don't know, like just put at Jane on Girls. So anyway. <laughs> So, Frank, what's the answer? This was hard, mm-hmm. which I know was the point. So, I had to come up with two very specific reasons why I made my choice. And that choice is how I met your mother. <gasps> now, I love that show very, very much. Yep. But, I looked at two avenues. One was mainstream appeal and who would be hurt most by the show going away. Like it or not, How I Met Your Mother has, for the most part, kind of been forgotten about. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there aren't really thriving fan communities for that show anymore. It's me in my house watching How I Met Your Mother for the 10th time. Well... And probably the reason for that is my second reason is I looked at how these shows went in their entirety entirety, and how they ended. And that by far had the worst ending. Absolutely. And so if I'm looking at rewatchability, no matter what, no matter how great the seasons up until the last season are, 
I'm going to dread getting to the end of that show again. What are you talking about? They He ended up happy. No, no. With Tracy. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes, we know there's an alternative ending. No, that's not an alternative ending. It's that's the, the ending. alternative ending. It's not the ending that was aired. That is and an ending. I'm going to jump in because I also picked How I Met Your Mother, so I don't <gasps> yeah. want to like go through the same reasons twice, almost for the exact same reasons. The ending was my number one reason yeah. of all the ways the shows ended. That was the worst one for me. And that's difficult for you because Parks and Rec did the thing that you hate. Uh, but they did it so gracefully and it was wonderful. I, I cannot say it was graceful. I loved that it. It was clunky as shit. So the thing that he hates is when shows fast forward a, a significant amount of time. So I yeah. think Parks and Rec did five years. Five years between seasons. But then they did like... The final episode, they like looked at what the future was going to be, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, when Leslie was like hugging everybody goodbye, yeah. it was what their future was, and it was like April and Andy having a baby. Yeah. Which I'm okay with that as an ending, like, like, it, it like okay. to close out a, a series, but you hate when mid series they jump forward a significant chunk in time and then continue the story. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but that's what I thought you were talking about. Was the ending, like the time jump at the end where they just showed everybody. That's what I was talking about that they did really well. Oh, I, it was, I still don't think it was done all that great, but I didn't hate it. But, um, I picked that, I picked How I Met Your Brother one for the ending two. I think I don't find myself rewatching that one as much. And it, there could be a multitude of reasons for this. So let me, let me put that out there. One, the office and friends are always on TV. Yeah. Always. Yes. So I find myself rewatching those a lot. Um, but if I'm sitting in an airport and I got to pull something up just to pass the time, how I met your mother is never that show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think too, because How I Met Your Mother isn't half hour episodes. Like mm. it just, they're 45 minutes without commercials and it just feels like it drags on. That's true. And I, I think you're right. I think the ending really did taint it. And yes, they gave us that alternative ending, but why couldn't you have made the good ending, the real ending? I know. And give us that other one as an alternative. I, I, I mean, people it, yeah. just, they just spent years watching this show and you just obliterated them. I mean, unfortunately, I I think that the show would have mu- would have been much better off if they weren't beholden to that premise the entire time. True. Like if it was just a sitcom about these friends, these people, that would have been great, and they could have ended it any way they wanted. But because they had to reach that point, mm-hmm. and I think I'd read that the creators really had a few seasons before the actual end they could have done it but the studio wanted them to keep making they kept renewing the show so they kind of had to keep stretching it and then they got to a point where it just wasn't satisfying but yeah i think that if they didn't have to end it the way that they like i said didn't have to end it the way they did anyway but if they weren't beholden to come to that conclusion i think it would have been fine fair I would also like to say that I think that Barney and Robin should have stayed together the entire time. I never liked Barney and Robin together. It was kind of a weird combo. It was, but I thought it worked. I think another thing that would have helped it is if the show would have ended, let's say, at the point that the kids were born. I think that if we have got would have gotten time with the mother, Ted being with the mom, going through their relationship... To see that it was the one that stuck. Right. Because at that point, we just had to take their word for it. Right. That. Right. Because it was basically like, here's your mom. Here's a couple episodes. By the way, she dies. Yeah. And then him and Robin <laughs> getting together again. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Which I guess if you would go back and watch it. But yeah, if Ted would have met her and then we got a couple seasons of them and their trials and tribulations and their relationship, you could fast forward at that point, be like, We've been together for a year or something and getting engaged and married and everything. I think that would have been much better. But to end it right when he meets her. Right. That's fair. Was kind of a buzzkill. That's fair. All right, Mo, what's your answer? (laughs) I went with The Office. Really? I did. And I love The Office. It's like the first sitcom that I actually remember like 
sitting down and like binge watching all of the episodes like consecutively. Mm. Um, I only I went with it for one reason, and that is the fanboys. It is ridiculous online mm. when you say I'm I'm in a, a group that is like a friends group. Like it's literally just about the show Friends. It's fan theories. It's everything because they literally have a group for everything on Facebook. Mm. And there is there's a guy in there that now got kicked out, but he was like on every single post. The office is better. The office is better. The office is better. And that Why happens. Join that group because he wanted to be a troll. And it well, it's and like that on my friends list too because like if I I posted when I was watching Friends for the first time all the way through because I was really young when it came out mm-hmm. so I never got to watch it mm-hmm. and somebody was like mm, why are you wasting your time with that you should be watching The Office like I get it it's a good show but there are other sitcoms out there that are people find funny I don't I don't even know if people necessarily ding Friends. In terms of comedy, I think it's mostly the fact that at this point in time, Friends has not aged as well as these other shows. Well, but Friends also came out a solid five to seven years or started. It it is also a time capsule. Yes. Of what things actually were like back then. It is a time capsule of the late 90s, early 2000s. It 110% is. Yeah. And I... I think that's why it remains to this day one of my favorites to watch because it reminds me of growing up and reminds me of, you know, my childhood and adolescent years and mm. the trends and the things right. that were. Well, and it's not even like friends that they do it to like Parks and Rec even gets it like there is a I have two friends and they go at it because her favorite sitcom is Parks and Rec. And his favorite is The Office. And they just go at each other's throats about which one is better. They're both good. I know. And I I don't understand why you can't like one and enjoy another one. I mean, let's be real. It's all wrong. Scrubs is the best sitcom (laughs) ever. Oh, I fucking love Scrubs. (laughs) I do also love Scrubs. And I almost threw it in there, but I didn't feel like it met the same level of fame as the others. Yeah. So to add on to Jane's question, what's your favorite sitcom on that list? Friends. Um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is a good one. That one got me and I didn't expect it. I it suck it sunk its teeth into me. Like after I watched Leslie fall into that hole, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> the um The Office and Parks and Rec both took me probably half a season to get into. It's that like uh mockumentary sort of yeah. thing that I have a hard time getting into. That's fair. Especially Perks and Rec for me, because mm-hmm. we had just finished The Office, I think, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so we recognized that it was similar to The Office, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. And so that was kind of hard to deal with. Yeah. It was like, no, you're you're not that show. Also, Don't pretend to be that show. I also didn't like the way The Office ended, like took their last season. What? I mean, I... I honestly, I stopped. I still have not seen the series finale. What the hell, no, man? You can't even offer. No. I you can't not. even offer an opinion. It's so good. I, I, I honestly. Oh, geez. My mic jumped out at me. Because um, you're touching it. I know. Touching it. I can't help it. Um, I just, I get so sad every time that Michael leaves. So I always turn it off if I rewatch it after Michael leaves. Michael leaving is not as detrimental to the show as you think think it would be like i i I watched the last season i just i've never i i don't ever recall like if i've it's probably been on while i'm doing something in the background i don't recall actually watching it and like soaking it in if you've watched the finale then you'd know it because it's the same with all of these except for how i met your mother it's the same with all (laughs) of these shows like it just it just gets in you and it wells you up and they just they make things so finite and so like I don't know. So Did bitter they reveal sweet. that Toby is the Scranton Strangler because no. he totally is. No. Well, I I guess I'll go next then. I I don't know. Like I I think about what I've taken from each show, like if I've internalized anything from any of the characters to kind of add to my own personality. And I don't think that I've done that with Parks. Or office, so it'd be, it would come down to friends or how I met your mother, and I I might have to go with friends, if only That's because fair. because I do I see a lot of myself in the Chandler character, and I mm-hmm. see a lot of Monica and Jane. Yeah, and in that case, like 
I feel a connection to that couple because <laughs> that's fair. But because I'm totally Phoebe, so I get it. <laughs> Minus the singing. The thing with even The Office had in its final season, it did things that was uncharacteristic for the show, which was the whole Jim and Pam and the production guy mm-hmm. that that's why i didn't like it though. and it felt weird like they didn't really even go anywhere with that story it and was just that unneeded tension it was in a show that doesn't really have that tension right like, in any capacity just let jim and pam be happy and they were i mean they were but it was I- like I'm going to be honest. I think it makes it real. I think it made it way more real for the two of them and what actual life would be like, especially when you're supposed to be documenting real life, you know, theoretically. Uh, I think it made the whole thing a lot more real. I mean, I think that there was enough reality in their relationship at the time that Jim was away all the time. He was starting the new venture, the new job. They were raising kids like that. There was already enough tension. That just felt really unnecessary for some reason. It did to me, too. And also, I still quote How I Met Your Mother every single day because I always say, I go tie-tie. I mean, we all do say, I go tie-tie. Yeah. And but that, I, but I, I quote probably each of them at least once a week at minimum. But it's also hard because I, I see a lot of Eric or uh, Marshall in you in me as well mm-hmm. not so much lily in you no no mm-hmm. yeah you're fucking robin you bitch i'm robin i don't know i'm just throwing it out there i mean there's parts i mean there's parts of lily in you too and this she is the mother of the group yeah yeah it, it just monica's so much more overly that that character and that is yeah you. yeah I watched the episode of Friends the other day where uh, Ross walks in and they have to name, or they're doing the name the 50 states challenge in under six minutes. And Phoebe's like, well, I got tired of naming states, so I decided to name uh, types of celery. And I got one. Regular celery. (laughs) (laughs) So, I got um, some good news since we're done with the the questionables. No, no, no. no. Wait. You're supposed to tell us which one of those is your favorite. I did. She did. Did she? Yeah. She I, said, uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Right after you said yours. No, you went first. No, she went first and she said friends and then I, you were going to start and I was like, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Real fast. Oh. Well, I didn't hear it because you said Parks and Rec. <laughs> Am I allowed to go now? So we're going to move on to some good news. No, we're gonna no, no, do, that's no, no, trademark. We're yeah, gonna, nope, we're gonna nope. move Mo's on to news. some good news. No, Mo's good some news. Some good news. Mo's no good news. Now John Krasinski's gonna take this audio and he's gonna use it for his intro. And no, he's gonna be like, that bitch is copying me. Hashtag Sue. My name's Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good news is Jane is no longer on the podcast because she's dead. <laughs> okay, anyway, on my good news... Um, I have a, an article about a 73-year-old who was honored, honored, <laughs> I can read, I honored, <laughs> honored from the, uh, Kansas State University. Um, he, uh, sent a, or he actually came to fame before this. He sent the, uh, governor of New York an N95 mask. So they could pass it along to somebody in need. And the governor of New York kind of publicly thanked him. Um, now, the 73-year-old man is being honored with a uh, long-awaited bachelor's degree. So he actually started at the uh, at Kansas State University mm-hmm. um, to get a degree in agriculture. Um but back in March, he sent Governor Cuomo. Is that how you say his last name? Um, it's C U O M O. Cuomo. Cuomo. Yeah. Okay, that's a C, not a Q. Cuomo, um, along with the N95 mask that was publicized when the governor read the letter aloud at a press briefing, um, despite the fact I believe his last name is pronounced uh, Ru. 
I don't know how to say it. I thought it was runk. That's R-U-N-K-E. I'm going to say runk. That's what I'm picking. Runky. His own wife is immunocompromised. The couple felt it was their duty to share what little they had with the New York's, uh, with the state of New York, um, with, because it was become, quickly becoming the epicenter of the coronavirus breakout. Mm-hmm. It was, they knew that it was going to be a hot spot right off the bat. Yeah. Um, in his letter, he asked the governor to make sure that the mask made its way to a New York doctor or nurse helping, uh, COVID patients. Cuomo was deeply moved by the gesture and became emotional as he read the letter aloud. And if you have time, go on YouTube, watch him read this letter. I teared up a little bit. It's it's great. Yeah, I uh, got a little misty-eyed reading yeah. the article. Um, you want to talk about a snapshot of humanity, Cuomo told the reporters. You have five masks. What do you do? Do you keep all five? Do you hide the five masks? Do you keep them for yourself or do you give them to others? No, you send one mask. You send one mask to New York for a doctor or nurse. How beautiful is that? How selfless is that? How giving is that? That is what the governor had to say to um, the Runk. We're going to call him Runk because I'm not sure how to say his name. Okay. Uh, Cuomo also tweeted on April 24th, this is humanity at its best. I share his letter of inspiration. Um, This man, he was... um, Given his, his name is Dennis. Okay, there we go. That's his first name. We're going to call him Dennis now. Dennis is a Kansas uh, agriculturist in every sense of the word. Um, so basically what had happened was this guy was in his last semester mm-hmm. of getting his agriculture degree. His dad ended up passing away. His mom was unable to care for the farm. He had one credit to go to get his degree. Two. Two? Yeah. Oh, the first one that I read said one. But anyway, two. That's two classes. That's honestly, he could have done that in a semester and been done and got a degree. So he dropped out, went home to take care of the farm, got married, and basically life got in the way and he was never able to go back and get his degree. So now being 73, after doing that, the University of Kansas decided to give him his agriculture degree. Even though, you know, he's been working on a farm his entire life and taking care of it and doing all this stuff, he officially has that degree solidifies that's what he does and i thought it was really great and really selfless of him to send a mask even though his wife could be sick mm. and i got really sad reading it because well not sad but like happy say, tears. way to go because like happy tears. is for good news and you're saying sad i don't shit. mean i don't mean sad i mean i was it was it was good tears it was she was crying because they're old don't yeah. let her lie to you yeah. that's the only reason she cried no because that's really sweet it was very sweet I only have one tiny issue with the whole thing. Oh, no. You're going to ruin it. I had to fight for every single one of my fucking credit hours <laughs> to get my degree. Oh, my God. And because this old fart... Do something works, selfless. ...works on a farm. Well, there are a lot of colleges that will give you credit for real-world yeah. experience. So, I assume that's what they did. They yeah. just took two credit hours and gave it to them for, you know... 50 years of working on a farm right so go work for 50 years on a farm and you'll get two credit hours i don't think that works for a uh business and communications degree (laughs) 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 i can't walk to the university of akron and go i worked on the farm give me this degree i mean also you already have the degree so they'd be like well yeah okay yeah (laughs) they'd be like you need a copy of your diploma or what here's here's a copy sir get the hell out that it yep that's it all right uh Anybody have anything else before we close her out? Uh, do you want to do it? No, go right ahead. Okay. Um, we wanted to give you an update on Classic Bry. He is out doing his other things. Um, starting a blog, a food blog about Ohio foods. Eats. Yeah, Ohio eats like Ohio-centric food. Um, it is called uh, Buckeye State of Flavor. And you can check that out at Buckeye flavor.weebly.com which that's kind of a mouthful um <laughs> not a mouthful but maybe you don't like know exactly how it's spelled or whatever so we can post that places we can yeah we can post a link yep so go check it out reviewed swensons to start with so if you're an ohio local you'll know exactly what that is if you are from elsewhere you probably have not no idea ohio. what it is <laughs> yeah from anywhere else you have no idea what it is but you should come to ohio and try it because it's the bomb it is really good okay uh, you can also, you can find that 
and everything else we post on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all got beef pod. Uh, you know what you should do. And I cannot stress this enough because we as humans are fallible. We're prone to make mistakes. If you just follow and subscribe, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about us giving you all the things. You'll just have it. Right at your fingertips. The, it'll just pop up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do that. And take the responsibility entirely off of us. Because we don't handle it well. <laughs> Actually, so. crumple with, with responsibilities. So Yeah. And until next time, when we answer the age-old question... You got beef?